0: Truck! You are
1: listening to Why the
0: Truck
1: Are you ready to truck it? Welcome to your new network dooner on this Friday. How's everyone doing today? Been spending a lot of this week trying to get to the bottom of something. Big uh, news in the LTL space, obviously with Yellow, and I've been checking with you guys all week to see if there have been any disruptions going on. One of the big ones here I just got last night, and it's an an, an, autonomous, it's an anonymous tidbit. So I'm going to remove the company's name from it because, you know, that's only fair. But it says, hi there. I will share an anonymous freight tidbit. This company has already come to us earlier this week demanding high increases for 11 of our large customers, ranging from 17 to get this 80%. Yesterday, they also started refusing pickups for several customers. We escalated to our national rep. They basically said, too bad. They are allowing terminals to refuse picking up freight at new locations or locations that they don't go to often. Their stance was the increases will be put in place immediately or they will stop moving the customer's freight. The account's with increases were said by this company to have been operating poorly. And due to the increase in demand in the market, they're being targeted to improve profitability on these counts immediately. Even with, this isn't the company that said that, so I'll say their name. Even with Uber Freight pushing back they refuse to negotiate, this is the first LTL carrier on our network to pull this. I'm sure more to follow, But I was surprised that this one was the first. Love what you do. Just wanted to share. Keep up the awesome work. Jake Noble said, Seriously interesting. Was on the phone with a couple of my manufacturer and key relationship in the parts world earlier. Earlier. Uh, we were wondering wh- what is who is going to get the parts biz, but at first that means who is going to have ac- um, who's going to have excess wear and tear on all these vehicles? Who's going to pick up the slack? And then the question turned into where's all the existing freight in their network going? I've heard from some of you, and I said, you know, I don't really apologize. You watch the show, you read freightways, you would have known to pull your freight weeks ago. Elise Davis says yes. Yeah, Central Transport had certain terminals refusing third party had customers. Not in a rush, wanting a good rate. It was a little crazy getting things moved around. Nick Galito have had multiple customers tell me that. Um, well, this guy says, XBO is missing pickups. who refuse to flood our network with freight being pushed our way from the shutdown. Interesting. A little tightness in LTL. But, you know, Dryvan's luck would be you have the biggest carrier bankruptcy in history, and you don't see any runoff whatsoever, right? They're dying out there. We always talked about how we need a, we need a little in attrition in this space, and I know that that's not necessarily a good thing. But here's the good news. We also got some market... Tightness going on in the Northeast, possibly. It said, yeah, I'm not thrilled. Northeast outbound seems to have flipped hard. Bottom bower rates aren't good for anyone, really. But this was really bad timing for me personally due to some changes with my company and Northeast accounts. Some brokers taking a bath on Northeast outbounds. Mike Diamond says, definitely seeing it and have tightened in the last couple weeks in the Northeast region. Still not terrible, but taking more effort to get certain lanes covered up that way Uh, that would have been layups in early July New trucker Mike, my mega asked all Northeast drivers to go full OTR recently to pick up the slack. Daily Dan says tight like a tiger. So interesting stuff, guys. Keep me uh, keep me abreastless. I love having the data here, but hearing from you what you're actually experiencing is even more important. T at FreightWaves.com or hit me up on. LinkedIn, or Twitter. Probably a lot easier if you've ever seen the number of emails I have. On the show today, I'm talking to Bit Freighters Brad Perling. He brought the Ice Bucket Challenge back. You've probably been like, what is it, 2014? Why is everyone on this show suddenly dumping ice on their head? I didn't start this. This started with a gentleman named Brad. They have an event going on. They have a charity thing, and he's the one. He's the reason that I need to uh, beg Craig Fuller for an ice budget now, because i got to stop at Circle K every day on my way to work and buy a couple bags of these things. We're also going to learn about how to win freight with what they got called Quote. So we'll get all into that. We got the roots, Monte Cedillo. He is a yellow alum. He spent years over there. Um, he's been out of there for a while now, but we're going to hear what it was like near the end of times over there. Plus, he's a temperature controlled savant. So we'll get into something we haven't. Recently, which is food, feed and energy markets. He's going to tell us all about freight moving through those. We got Justin Martin, the super trucker. He's going to break down this truck jacking that happened. Are we guys shocked? I did not expect that to be a middle aged 50 something year old couple that stole that truck. It's a crazy story. We have it for you later. What happens to yellow trailers? Big topic of conversation, too. A lot of people saying, Hey, I got a yellow trailer dropped in my yard. What does this mean? What am I supposed to do with the damn thing? Um, We got truckers versus buckies. And we got another topic that I did not expect to take off last night. I put, What's, I asked people why you decide to go company versus lease purchase. And I got a ton of replies from drivers that are very interesting. We got Tex Locates, Ryan Rogers, and Haley Fazio. They're here to talk about Freightway's next in person event. F3 will learn all about the greatest festival in, in freight. Plus, they both have been Ice Bucket Challenge, so they're going to make good on that. I get to soak them. Then uh, chocolate, nacho cheese, and lemons have spilled across U.S. highways this week. There's a horror movie coming out about slots and how to not be your own personal yellow. So let's tip the band, and we will get all into it. You may... Think of AIT Worldwide Logistics as an average US forwarder, but in the past decade, they've evolved to become a global logistics powerhouse. Today, AIT is customizing supply chain solutions for multinational Fortune 500 companies shipping between Asia, Europe, and North America, and the Middle East. Despite the company's exponential growth, they are still experts when it comes to creating tailored plans to fulfill your supply chain requirements. Find out how your business can benefit from Logistics Pros at AITWorldwide.com. Let's take a look at the video that started it all.
2: Hey, I'm Brad with BitFreighter. What's was the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. BitPrader is excited to announce the BitPrader event. is coming up on August 7th. Part of the funds that we're raising for the event is for the ALS research. We chose that for my mother-in-law, Karen, because she was just diagnosed with ALS. We will hope that everybody will participate in the Ice Bucket Challenge and do your Ice Bucket Challenge today.
1: Incredible. So Brad Perling series co-founder and managing partner over at Britt Brit Freighter. Now Brad, I didn't really know about your involvement in this thing until Ryan Rogers got double challenged. I thought that, like, Freight Caviar, you know, he's 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 over in Poland and maybe like in Europe, this thing had been brought back, and and then he challenged Reed and he challenged me, and I thought it started there. Then after Ryan got got dunked when Matt challenged him, it all came to light that this started with you, and I learned about the cause, and I saw your video, and it's it's a great mission. Before we get into like live quote and all that, tell me about why you decided to bring it back.
2: Yeah, so. About a year ago, we noticed my mother-in-law, uh, her speech was starting to get slurred and we thought uh, you know, that something, something was off and uh, she thought maybe she had some uh, muscle dystrophy in her tongue. Um, and after a, a bunch of tests and um, a lot of doctor visits, uh, unfortunately, we found out that she has ALS. And uh, over the last year, we've seen it progress and it's been heartbreaking to watch. Um, and so this has affected my family and my wife personally. Um, and uh, we wanted to make the golf event, our first golf event, bigger than just BitFrader. Uh, we wanted to um, really make it about um, partnering with the philanthropy. And ALS just made sense to us because it, it's so personal to me. Uh, I didn't want it to just make it about myself, but uh, because we were able to um, get everybody involved and and really bring back the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Um, our our sponsors that have been part of this event, uh, Ryan Rogers with Text Locate, Truck Stop, S-Works, Green Screens, all of those folks have um, done the Ice Bucket Challenge and, and really embraced it and brought it back. And now it's gotten further than, than just our event. It's no longer about our event. It's really about bringing uh, awareness back to ALS. I mean, ALS affects 20,000 people a year. That's a small number. So it's really not um, something that's talked about. And it's it's not something that will affect you. And you even understand what it um, has on, on somebody's family until it actually happens to you. And it's, it's, it's something you can't fight. Uh, once you're diagnosed with it, you have between 14 months and 5 to 10 years. Um, and, and there's no drugs. There's nothing that you can do to prevent dying with ALS. And it's, that's a, that's a gruesome, um, thing to say. And it's, uh, it's a, it's a terrible diagnosis. It's, it's it's terrible. And so being able to bring ALS awareness, I know there's a couple drugs out there now that just got brought back, but, uh, I really appreciate freight waves and, um, everybody bringing this, this challenge back and, and, uh, making ALS, uh, you know, bringing it back and, having the awareness out there um, that uh, the ice bucket challenge brings to, um, you know, tell everybody about ALS.
1: Yeah. I got, I got to give you a little, little cowbell for that, Brad. Thank you so much for, Sharing that story, bring it back. And I like your point that this is bigger than this. This is something we can scale. This is something we can give back to Freight. Who cares what it is? ALS is still a big thing. There hasn't been a lot of awareness brought to it. And this is a great way for us and Freight to do it. Don't wait for me to challenge you or Brad to challenge you or anyone else. Start this in your own company. Start sharing these on social media and make this a thing in Freight that we can all embrace. I'm doing my best to scale it over here. Brad's doing a great job. And you out there. We can't do without you. We're just a few people. So make sure you help. Make sure you spread that awareness. And you know what? Also spread awareness. 30,000 people from Yellow lost jobs, right? Spread some awareness of that, too. There's 30,000 brothers and sisters of ours in supply chain, truck drivers, operations people, managers. They all need new positions. So I think that we can make something really go with this. And uh, again, I appreciate you shining a light. Let's talk about something about Bitfreighter, though, because you got this thing called LiveQuote. You tell me you can win freight with it. How do you do that?
2: Yeah, so we're so I want to kind of take a step back and talk about Bitfreighter as a whole because our platform was launched as an EDI platform to help people scale with unlimited pricing, and really I think um, the the message should be that Bitfreighter helps people scale, helps brokers scale their companies, and what I mean by that is we help them scale with their shippers, and we do that in uh, basically four components: quoting, tendering, updates, and invoicing. Um, all four things can be handled with Bitfreighter, whether it's via EDI or API. There's companies using EDI to uh, automate quoting. There's companies using API to automate quoting. And there's com- companies using bots to automate quoting. We can help you be, uh, create a digital presence um, and use our live quote tool to essentially cast a wider net and cover those times that potentially you don't have people bidding on freight. Those times during lunch the times where folks are going home from five o'clock to six o'clock, maybe you have people working after hours, giving people a better quality of life when they get home, that they're not worried about having to quote those after hours loads. And even on the weekends and at night when those loads come over the system, the system can automate all of that. And um, you can feel comfortable with it because you can dial the system in and out um, really depending on how you want to do it. So, um there's really two advantages that we've seen people get with the system obviously they can win more loads because they're helping we're helping them automate that right uh you don't always have to have somebody with their finger on the trigger trying to win more freight um but the second thing is it's helping them have better conversations with their shippers we capture all the analytics behind the spot boards behind the real-time rating marketplaces the dynamic pricing marketplaces That secondary tier, on top of that, the spot markets. So you compare those two two uh, different types of quoting layers and start to really understand what opportunities exist for your brokerage.
1: How does that work? How does it work? What's the user experience? So I go into I go into I go on Bitfraid or I go into Live Quote. What am I doing?
2: Yeah. So uh, you go into Live Quote. We have a um, a full tool. There's three components. It's um, essentially you got capacity, markups, and truck prices. And all three of those kind of tie together. When you think about when uh, somebody manually quotes a load, you have to understand the market. You have to understand the load details. You have to understand if you have capacity. You have to understand the shipper and their expectations. All those things go into automating the live quote tool. And each one of those things, you can dial it in based on the shipper and really get a uh, fine tuned. Uh, markup experience or, or a quoting experience for that shipper. So when you think about the list of spot boards that you're dealing with today and you want to go and automate those spot boards or at least capture the data, that's what we can do for brokerages and really help them scale their operations.
1: Wow. You have any feedback yet? Anybody using this?
2: Heck yeah. Yeah. We're, we are seeing a uh, phenomenal uh return on an investment right uh we've seen people go from winning three loads a week to 50 loads a week overnight because they can cast a wider net they can capture opportunities that they can't get to if you have a shipper putting out 1500 loads a day a human can't bid all of that freight you have to put a full team behind that and that's what the bot can do and you can really um you don't have to be concerned about bidding too much freight because we have a capacity uh, component in there that allows you to dial it up, dial it down based on how much capacity you actually want to give the system.
1: Interesting. So is it like the target ideal customer? Is it a, a large shipper that needs all that scale? Is a smaller one or is this, this fit
2: you dependent upon your needs? So I can tell you that today we are connected to systems like Emerge, TransPlace, Uber, E2 Open, OTM. And then there's some uh, proprietary systems that we're connected to as well. We also have bots that can connect to the systems that don't have APIs. So if you're working on a spot board, on some of the major players, they also have a thing called real-time rating or dynamic pricing. And that's a secondary layer that you cannot quote that freight unless you have our tool. Wow. That's something that you really need to look into if you are missing opportunities you're looking to win more freight this isn't it this tool can help you immediately capture more opportunities
1: well seeing is believing like if, if my listeners they like what they hear they want a demo of this or they want to see this in action or they want to know more or how, do, how do i introduce them
2: yeah absolutely uh you can check us out at bitfreighter.com uh there's a link up there that says live quote um, you can sign up for a demo just check us out. Uh, would love to show you a demo and uh, get you started. It's we can get get you started on any APIs and really under under a week or so have it turned on and uh, start capturing some opportunities. Now, Brad, I
1: noticed someone walked by with an umbrella, and you you might be sitting outside. Is, is there any particular reason for that?
2: Yeah. So uh, I don't think I would be a uh, a good leader leading this cause if I didn't go on freight waves on the air and do the ice bucket challenge again. So um, I have a bucket of ice, some water here. I, I I couldn't remember how it felt the last time so I had to I have to do this thing again. It, it's a
1: little shocking it yeah. <laughs> By the way, Justin and Monty, you guys still have time to get your own ice buckets if you if you want to get in on this. <laughs> oh here we go. he's loading up. Let's get it. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Man, but now we we get, you gotta put the headphones in because we can't hear you. You gotta put the headphones in so we can, yeah. There we go. Might need one more. Might need to put the other one in too. Might pick, well, Pick it has gotta reconnect. Uh oh, need to pick him back up on the audio so we can get his challenge. If not, I could always put it in secondary, if it would let him use his maybe second mic perhaps, if he could just select his computer mic. That might be able to get him where he's going. All right, well, Brad, you know what? If you can get Brad's audio up, I'll, I'll, I'll let the guys in the back work on that for a minute. They can work with him. I'll jump over to meanwhile. thousand pounds of chocolate caught fire monday morning in placer county and left a melty mess and traffic delays the fire happened on westbound interstate 80 in colfax just before 4 30 a.m according to cal fire officials said the incident happened after the truck's trailer caught fire and became separated from its tractor portion on the roadway piles of chocolate as you can see right here they've been seen melting and smoldering i don't know if you've ever been in my kitchen but if you have you'd smelled burnt chocolate before it ain't good for the wildlife it's not the only spill that happened either when life gives you lemons you got this truck over here NBC4 reports a tractor trailer full of the citrus fruit crashed and overturned on a New Jersey highway Wednesday morning stalling traffic enough to put a sour note on the evening commute for those in the area as the produce was left strewn about the roadway nobody was hurt and local headline writers they live for stories like this like they just sit on these puns like they, they they can't wait until something like this happens but I got my own when you got a queso the Tuesdays, the Hill reports a truck carrying nacho cheese crashed on an Arkansas highway Tuesday afternoon, leaving a cheesy mess across the roadway. Although, this was going to be a fun segment, but there's also, there's also been a big chemical crash in uh, Chattanooga, right down the street today. I don't have all the details on that. I actually just got an email from the local news, though. They want someone to, uh, to talk about hazmat drivers. But if you're over in that area, I think it's by 24 in Chattanooga. Don't quote me on that because I'm just spitballing. Uh, be careful out that way. In the meantime, Monte Cedillo, VP of Sales at The Roots. Monte, what is up, my man?
0: Dooner, what's going on,
1: brother? You look awfully dry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what, it's been pretty wet here in Kansas City lately, though. Oh, has it has lot, a lot of rain out there, and you need it. And lot, too many yeah. fires, man. That Canadian air, all what. that bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you used yeah. to, so this yellow story, it hits a little close to home for you, because you used to work... Yeah. At Yellow, and you were there kind of near the, the lat, not the dying days, but the last days of Yellow. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, hold on. Do we have Brad? But hold on. I got to jump to Brad real quick because he's got to make his challenge. Hold on. Let me bring Brad up real quick yep. so I can let him off the hook because he's soaked. Brad, bring Brad up real
2: quick. Brad, do we got your audio back? Yeah. Can you hear me okay? I got you great now. All right. Um, I have four people to challenge. I have four companies. Okay. I got Sage Freight. Chariot Logistics, Everest, and Transportation One. Anybody from any of those companies can pick up this challenge. I know uh, a bunch of those people are going to be at the event on Monday, and we will have the Ice Bucket Challenge live at our golf event. So if they want to do it there, they can uh, secure the challenge and do it on site. Excellent. Thank you so much.
1: Once again, you are the uh, the goat. Thank you so much for for doing this. Justin, when you clip this later, take that other segment in this and, and when he gives a challenge and we'll put it together. Justin just gave me a thumbs up. Thank you so much, Brad. Enjoy your event you. and uh, send Thank us some know. pictures or some videos of it. I'll be happy to air them.
2: I will send them over to you. We have a full film crew on site on Monday, so we'll send them to you.
1: Cool. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. All right, Monty. Sorry about that. Brad, Brad, poor Brad was spring Monty back. Poor Brad was soaked over there. I had to make sure to get his call outs in. That's awesome. Yeah, so mm-hmm. let, let's talk about Yellow, man. You had a little experience there. Was was the writing on the wall when you were in Yellow? What, what was it like at the time that you spent at Yellow, and what time was that?
0: Yeah, so I um, I joined Yellow um, on their logistics brokerage startup in 2017, and at the time, um, I think when I joined, the stock was cruising around nine bucks a share. So, you know, there was good momentum, um, and. There was a lot of excitement about starting the logistics brokerage up to create some good stickiness with the customer base. Um, you know so it was it wasn't all doom and gloom uh, per se, you know when I started there in 2017.
1: Wow, but how did the news hit you when you started hearing all this stuff because you know a lot of people over there, don't you?
0: Yeah, I know quite a bit. Um, you know it was interesting the uh, as things kind of started to to wind down, it was um it was frustrating you know it was there was a lot of great people there um, a lot of really strong relationships with customers and uh, we built a lot of great relationships with the uh, sales team and the account executives there and leadership and um you know there was there was definitely a mentality of you know perhaps we're too big to fail but at the same time um you know there was a lot of folks that wanted to see this thing um you know get out of the debt that they were in and. Yeah, you know, unfortunately that didn't happen. So
1: excellent. I, it, hard, hard to hear. We've been trying to tie a little bit of the uh the awareness in this ice bucket challenge for ALS, but also for all these displaced yellow workers. But you're in a good home now. You're over at the Roots Logistics for people who are not familiar with what the Roots is all about. What do you guys do?
0: Yeah, so we're a um we're a vertically integrated supply chain arm for the Redwood group, who is our parent company. Um, we do a lot of uh, you know typical brokerage moves with uh, open deck, flatbeds, hotshots, step decks, RGNs, Conestogas, um, and then drive van space. We do the you know 53 foot drive van trailers and um, box trucks, straight trucks, sprinter vans, things of that nature. Uh, but we also support um, parts of our uh, our parent company, the Redwood Group, and help them move some of the different commodities that they um, buy, sell, and trade.
1: What, what should we know about, because you guys touch a lot of food, feed, and energy. I don't always jump into that topic. What do we need to know about that space?
0: Yeah, so we, um, you know, the Redwood Group is a, a very large provider of a lot of commodities that a lot of your manufacturers are using to produce human consumption food products, uh, pet food products, and then we trade on the energy side. Um, we've got a really cool uh, fuel protection program to where you can hedge against you know, increasing fuel costs on the diesel end, um, you know, so it's a great product for carriers or even customers that, you know, are moving a lot of freight and, and need that additional uh, risk mitigation, so.
1: You guys doing a lot of temperature control?
0: You know, not not so much. Um, on our brokerage arm, we mostly focus on dry goods. Um, uh, the parent company's got some assets to move hoppers and, and things of that nature for a lot of the commodities that they're buying
1: and trading, but, um, you know, we typically stay in the in the dry product. What's new to you about this space? What are, What are you learning? Because you didn't come directly from food, feed, and energy. You mentioned you were at yeah logistics, doing just you know general freight of all kinds.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, you know, as I I've only been here for three months, but as I get integrated with the company, just learning how many different markets that they operate in has been really fascinating. Um, I was actually just at a, a trade show up in Minnesota, and it was uh, Minnesota Farm Fest. So I was you know getting my uh, my hands dirty here with a bunch of farmers and agricultural machinery producers and, um, you know, learning a lot of that ends and on the seed and the, the crop, um, industry and, and harvest and all of that good stuff. So, um, that's definitely something that's out of my, uh, you know, my expertise. And so I'm learning quite a bit in that space pretty quickly because that's largely who, um, the parent company, um, works with very closely. So,
1: uh, a lot of a lot of learning going on in that space. what are you seeing in the market, especially the market you run in are or you, are you seeing any tightness? is it still is it still loose? What's the uh, prognosis doc?
0: You know we were actually just having conversations with some of our um you know our team that handles uh the grain grain side, and it's um it's very similar to what I'm seeing a lot in the dry goods where you know, a lot of carriers are still looking for freight to haul. Um, so we've got strategic partnerships with a lot of great providers and we're trying to maintain those as well as we can to make sure that, you know, we're not sewering the rates so that they're, you know, struggling to make, um, ends meet, We want to make sure that they're getting a paid fair price right now. So when the market does, um, you know, swing or when that pendulum does swing back and, um, more of the carriers favor, those ma- relationships are maintained and, um, that positions redwood and,
1: and the roots in a good spot. Well, what listeners should reach out to you if they, if they like what they hear? They're in that space. Why should they reach out to you, Monte?
0: Yeah, so we, um, the Roots has a really strong uh,
1: carrier base in the open deck
0: um, and, and drive-in space. So if you're doing heavy hauls, flatbeds, um, RGNs, step decks, double drops, Conestogas, um, we've got carriers calling us all day, every day um, that we partner with regularly. Um, that have really nice equipment, and they offer really great service, um, showing up on time, delivering on time, and taking care of our freight. Um, and, and that's part of our expertise with being a supply chain company. Um, from the parent side is is we understand you know, what we need from a service perspective, because we've got to deliver our own product that we're buying and trading on time. Um, and so we pass that expertise down um, to the customers that we are partnering with as well um, to handle their freight as well. So... Dry vans and um, you know particularly flatbeds, open deck space. Um, if you have a need, we've got uh, a wide variety of solutions that we can offer in that in that arena.
1: I gotta DM you next time we do a segment. We should we should do how a, a Conestoga gets loaded. That would be kind of cool, and we've never really shown that yeah. before. So we should set something up like that. That would be a fun time. In the meantime, though, how do people reach out Absolutely. to you? um via email is the easiest way and then give me a quick phone
0: call um at the roots is the easiest way um or they can give me a shout uh, over the phone and i don't know if you got my line there posted but we can distribute that as well but um yeah that's the easiest way to reach us cool thank you so much for
1: your time take care brother have a good weekend
0: absolutely thanks sam
1: See you later. All right. China, India, Korea, Vietnam, Belgium, the Czech Republic, France, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Switzerland, the United Kingdom, Canada and Mexico. More than twenty seven hundred AIT worldwide logistics supply chain experts are stationed in these countries. And of course, in offices across the United States and in twenty twenty three, they're at even more global locations. This organization strives to make it easier than ever for companies to ship between Asia, Europe and the Middle East and North America. If you're ready to create a shipping program as unique as your business as unique as you. You can learn more at AITWorldwide.com, so get it after the show, or pause the show if you're listening on demand. Anyway, coming soon. I can't wait for this. I don't know if you guys ever saw like, Death Proof in the movie theater, the Eli Roth movie, but Eli Roth had a, I mean the uh, Quentin Tarantino movie, Eli Roth had a, a fake trailer it's called soft. Thanksgiving turkey. If you're interested, I
2: could sell you that one. They're really, that's though? Maybe they just tricked us all. In the jungle, she's a beta, But out here, she's an alpha. Alpha? It <laughs> is a wild animal. You don't even know what it eats. Alpha?
3: <sighs> it's a slaughterhouse. house. Oh, God. Alpha! <laughs>
1: can't wait. I think that's out. I think I believe that comes out at the end of August. Uh, I'm here for it. Anyways, it's Super Trucker, Justin Martin. Yeah, I like the beat. Deeper these good? movies
3: getting now. There we go.
1: Yeah, so Thanksgiving. I mean, I always want to see the eatler at Thanksgiving. I, I like a you ever see the movie Beavers the, I, I forget the, I don't know if that's the full name, but Bill Burrs in the beginning of it and he's a truck driver who crashes into one of these killer beavers not only an amazing cameo from my favorite comedian slash podcaster,
3: but a great movie as well. I'm just wondering like how many layers of irony deep are these movies gonna get now I mean even in the even in the trailer, they're like acknowledging that the title is kind of cringe
1: yeah, they literally cringe they all cringe <laughs> they're like oh, really. <laughs> I saw I saw some slots when I when I went on our honeymoon, my wife and I, ten years ago. We went to Costa Rica, and I was able to see some slots, but they they were not very dangerous. They're high up and slow.
3: I, it's, I, I'm not going to be able to suspend
1: my disbelief. They're so slow. Yeah, they I, it, it's but you know I, that's the I think that's the whole joke of the movie. But <laughs> can it sustain for a good 90 minute runtime? The good thing I like about a crappy horror movie though, it's like a good punk song. They're never too long. You're like a punk song yeah. is like two and a half minutes long. A crappy horror movie will be like ninety minutes tops. It won't be like some Marvel, you know, two hour and forty five minute movie.
3: Oh yeah, my wife and I we we like scroll through Netflix endlessly now because we see a movie and it's two hours and we're like we're not watching that. Yeah. So yeah, ninety minutes is that nice sweet spot. That's what I, that's all I got. That's all I got for you. Ninety minutes. <laughs> all
1: right, hey, there was a, there was a crazy crazy story. Show the picture yeah. of this this couple and uh, it, it it's just unexpected. You would not think like this middle aged couple would be truck jacking. What happened here? Clarissa Hawes reports on this one. This, the full story you can read on Freightways.com, but basically, there's this truck driver for Warner Enterprises. He ends up getting hot, taken hostage by these guys, but it all started when this couple got pulled over. The cop uh, saw an anomaly in the registration. He goes back to the vehicle like they do to go check it out. They take off. They go to some truck stop. They've got a stun gun and a gun, and they somehow get some driver to, uh, you know, they, they pull a stun gun the gun on him. They go in his cab. They go on a chase for a couple hours with the police. The police get them down on the side of a road, there's a hail of gunfire. Uh, show the picture of the front of that cab, all the bullets. They, there was a hail of bullets. I, I am. Yeah. I, it's not clear to me in this story. Was the driver still in the truck while this hail of gunfire was going on?
3: I, I wasn't able to get details on that either. And what's what's really um, crazy about this story is the driver basically did everything right. Like He was parked at a truck stop in a secure location. Um, what he could have done to, I guess, avoid this is just lock his doors. I don't know if they... You know, approached him and knocked on the door, and he opened them, not knowing that they were going to be, you know, carjacking him or truckjacking him. But um, yeah, it just goes to show you, like, if you're parked for the night and somebody comes knocking on your window, you really don't know what's going to happen. You can't assume either. You'd
1: see these two, yeah. you might think like, oh, this is just like some middle aged couple that's lost in the parking lot. You know, they they just yeah. look like they're on vacation or something. You're not you're not really going to think twice. You're especially not going to think they got a stun gun, and you're going to end up in like some hail of bullets.
3: Yeah, yeah. What a wild story.
1: How do, like, how do you – because everyone says he should lock his door. He's got to lock his door. Um, did this happen while he was inside the truck and they came up to it and opened the door? I mean, because there, there could have been yeah. some ruse here is what I'm saying. Like, he just maybe thought he was being helpful.
3: Yeah. You know, if you're parked in – like, people know all the sketchy areas. You know, Gary, Indiana. That's, that's a notorious one. Um, I've had nights where I use a load strap between uh, the two doors of my truck to keep – you know, you lock the doors and you run a load strap between the two to, to keep it uh, as secure as you can. But, I mean, if it's just, like, a, a couple that knocks on your door and says, hey, buddy, we got a question for you, and you open your door, they got your truck now.
1: Yeah, and that couple's dead now, too. I don't know why <laughs> they ran in the first place. That's still not clear. I don't know why they took off, why they met on this massive chase, why they used a semi-truck as the vehicle during this man? They're not very quick. They're pretty noticeable. No. They're easy to track.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a, I wasn't I warned. It was a, a Swift truck that got stolen uh, or they used in a bank heist. Uh, like last year, so I mean, it's you're, if you're committing crime with a semi truck, you're going to get caught.
1: Yeah, I mean, you remember we showed you all the tracking apps drivers have. If you kidnap yeah. a driver, this guy's <laughs> tracked by like eighty people. Like, they, yes. they're, yeah. they're not the best thing to to kidnap or to use as a hostage, unless you want the cops breathing down your neck for the entire chase.
3: Yeah, and um, just from the photos, you know, you can see the the, the bullets entered through the, through the the windshield. So I was hoping maybe the driver is like you know hunkered down in the bunk, and that's why he didn't get hit. Um, you know, there's no other shots of like the the side of the cab, so we don't know if like any bullet entered through the the sleeper cab. But fortunately, just just a couple were shot, and the driver's okay. I would like to know the police procedure. So if that driver was in there, I mean that that
1: calls into some question here. But the officer's actions for shooting at this windshield with a hostage inside.
3: Yeah, well, you never wanted the truck to go. I mean, a truck's a heavy heavy vehicle, so you, you could do some damage down the road. So even if they're disabling the tires and stuff, um, you know, if they get towards like a town, you could you could still do some damage with a truck like that. You know, there's a big question that's been out this week. Yeah, show this
1: one right here, these yellow trailers. People have, uh, this guy said, I'm just kind mm. of wondering. I have a yellow trailer. They've gone bankrupt. It's it's on my property. What happens to this trailer now? We put this out to the community, and it's, it seems like it depends, Justin.
3: Yeah, so we had a manager at a place I used to work at where they just decided to clear out the back lot. You know, every empty trailer that was parked there for more than six months. Uh, he just wrote down the name of the companies and started making phone calls. And he said, you got two weeks to get your trailer or I'm having them towed. And what was even annoying with that is most places won't tow you anything unless there's like a, a ticket from the police. Um, and, you know, unless it's like private property and they have a contract with you. So he, even trying to get rid of tra- a trailer that's on your property, unless you have a contract with a tow company, it could, it could be a real hassle. Ugh. We got a lot of comments on this one too, and that's where like this confusion.
1: I mean, some of these—it's Twitter. Some are X. Some of these—some of these are <laughs> jokes, but tricky yeah. Mick. ETC Frog B said they become your property. Toasted Drag, as many trailers as they had, all of them will never be accounted for, but I'm sure who is ever handling the liquidation will recover as many as they can. Gonna take a while though. Our own Craig Fuller said, sounds like a temporary storage trailer until they track this thing down. Dad of two roadsides, you can lean it and take possession. Follow your state's laws for abandoned vehicles. Mac Lovin', I could use a couple of good storage trails. A lot of people just seeing storage trailers <laughs> on top of these things. Um, um, Justin Martin put it up on eBay. Matthew Leffler, once bankruptcy begins, all... And man, Matthew would know. He's a lawyer. Once bankruptcy begins, all assets will be sold or repossessed. If sold, lien holders, a.k.a. the banks, get priority. How this equipment is recovered will be interesting. If you have yellow Charles on your property, stop thinking about storage fees and making a claim in court, so this could kind of get messy if they come after it. But it also sounds like they may not come after it at all. We still see sell it on trailers, any F, any yep. EMF trailers. You still see all the old trailers out there.
3: New Century LTL carrier I used to work for. I see their trailers maybe once a year. Yeah,
1: hold on one second, Helly, I think that was. Uh, I think that was. I think. I don't think that was Ryan. Oh, he's right there. Okay, he's right behind me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was looking for Ryan Rogers, just making sure he was near the set. Now, the other topic that we put out, by the way, if you have trailers, you're stuck with trailers, take some pictures of them, send them to me, tdoonartfreightways.com, or even better, get me on the Twitter or... They're going to be everywhere. ...on the LinkedIn. I'd like to know your experience. But another topic that we put out there was lease first company driver. And a lot of times, you just put these topics you know, on X and, and nobody will, will bite. But so many drivers jumped in on this one. And at first they they're like, what are you, some kind of idiot? I think is the way I, I phrased <laughs> it. But all I really, I was just, I was personally curious why people select one or the other. If you remember our old friend Rooster, he was the lease driver. You were a company guy for many different things. And I was curious what it is. And so much of the feedback here was from people saying that the lease purchase program is nothing but a predatory scam in many of these locations.
3: Yeah, if you're a new driver and you have maybe three months to six months experience with a company and they offer you a lease purchase experience, uh, run. Do not walk from that company. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lease purchase program makes perfect sense if you're somebody with years of experience, you know the operating costs, and it fits for you. Um, You can make more money as a lease operator than a company driver, but you really got to know your operating costs and you need to know what you're getting into. A lot of what happens with a lot of these companies is like they'll... Throw some big numbers at somebody, and they'll give them all the gross numbers that they're going to be making, but not the net. They're not the understanding that you know you're paying for your fuel, you're paying for your insurance, your maintenance costs, all that. Um, you know, we just had a video posted up the other day of a driver that uh, leased leased a truck with a company, and they were telling him his his paychecks are going to be twenty five hundred dollars a week, and his first paycheck is two hundred dollars.
1: I I had that one in the rundown that I saw it was six minutes long, and I'm like, that's that's yeah ever for yeah. TV. Um, There's was- so many so many examples of that, yeah. Well, here's a lot of the comments we got, too. For example, Rose Heaven's Black Sheep, she says, I'm a company driver because I don't want the responsibility of doing the paperwork. I sign off every Friday and don't think about work till Monday or Sunday, depending. I'm not interested in selling my soul or time for a salary that acts more like a stock market. New Trucker Mike, don't have the experience of leasing. Everyone I met at my company that leases tells me not to do it. That should tell you something. I'm a company driver, and we do not force dispatch. That's one of the big reasons I came to this company that shall not be named. He's always big on that. He always calls it the company that shall not be named. Incognito Mike said, I know there's people out there who have been successful, but I have never talked to a single person that has successfully did a lease purchase. You have all the risk and little reward. I have been both an actual OO and a company driver. Both have been rewarding in their own ways. Brian says they lure you in. He's saying that they go after the CDL schools. They go after the guys who want the American dream. I want to be the American trucker. He says they make it sound like the best deal ever. I did it once in the beginning 20 years ago. They sell the freedom of routing, fueling, choosing your own loads. It rarely ever works out. Eight years as an owner-operator still wasn't the bee's knees. (laughs) Many more pluses in company side. John Conrad said he would do it, but he can't afford a ship. He's, a, he's, like, he's always trying to insert himself in these these dialogues because he's Mr. Boat. Uh, I did get one. One person did chime in. And he said, hey, I, it works for me. Wes Harmon, he said, I make a good living as a lease purchase driver at Prime, but I have no home expenses and drive almost all the time. When my buyout period comes up, I'll buy out my remaining balance, which adds up to roughly $70,000 more a year for me. 30000 emergency funds and the rest into savings. And he said, hey, it may not work for everybody, but if you go in understanding what it is, you understand the circumstances, it can be a good thing.
3: Exactly. And I think that's what's the, the, big, the biggest disservice to a lot of guys that get roped into this is not giving the full picture right up front.
1: And we got one more here. So, Justin, you showed us this video on social media. <laughs> Follow him at Super Trucker. He put this one out here and he said, hey, here's how you get past the pump. So you can bring your pump, your semi, as long as you disguise it as an RV. However, we found out that's not the case. Let's take a look at this video.
3: Why is that? Because, because it registers an RV. It's smaller than the bus out there. Andrew? So that, that's, that's, our, that's your what? That's our fault. To so discriminate against truckers. That's, uh, that's right. And trucks and uh, registered RVs. To discriminate against them. We don't discriminate, we're just them.
2: Yeah. So
3: you're not going to sell me any product or give my kids food at Bucky's here in Florence, South Carolina.
2: We can sell you as long as you
3: move I'm not moving that truck. I'm not, you move every single truck bigger than me out of here. I'm not moving that truck. I'm not trying to be mean to you, but that's discrimination in this wonderful country we live in today. Okay? Yeah. All right, guys. So, there, Andrew and Bucky's in Florence isn't going to sell us any cookies or food or anything because we have an RV registered as a truck. Thanks, Andrew.
1: All right. Well, Andrew, Andrew got the business right there from from that guy who's there with his family. Is it discrimination though? Like, can a private business make that call? I, I've seen a lot of drivers actually side with Bucky's on this.
3: They are a private business. I have always said, you know, openly, I will never stop inside of a Bucky's. They do have locations that do have truck parking. And truck fueling i kind of made that first post as like kind of a joke uh but then i found that video from uh, this guy uh, just trucking on instagram and youtube and yeah he was on vacation with his family their semi is registered as a recreational vehicle there's recreational vehicles that are bigger than his truck inside the same location and they're allowed to be there and apparently not his truck there so I don't know, Nothing man. Like in any I've, of my business. I've worked retail. I like the retail guys who look the other
1: way. Sometimes, you know, you see a dad there with yeah. the kids and, you know, you don't. I know it's the rule. I get it that it's the rule. Yeah. You know what also is the rule? Being a good person sometimes and just looking the other way.
3: Yeah. No, I, if there was a way that, like, Bucky's would, like, give a grace period of, like, okay, we're going to allow it for 30 days and then you guys kind of self-police and then the, I guarantee you the first truck driver that, like, ruins it for everybody they're not walking out of that parking lot alive. Ooh. Nah, nah. Brutal <laughs> stuff, Justin. Well, hey,
1: thank you for coming on the show today. Everybody go check out Justin at Super Trucker. Follow us on social media at FW What the Truck. And um I you you've been sick. I'm not gonna make you ice bucket yourself. Maybe another time. I have I have my water right here. I've been I've been hydrating. I think that you do need to do it though to challenge the trucker community because we need to get like Little oh, and those guys to start doing it. Oh, yeah. Next week. It's coming, guys. Maybe Wednesday we'll get you. We'll we'll get you. We're going to scale this. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Take care. Take care. Speaking of Mike Lombard, he was on the show recently. He uh, can get you pumped up. And here, he started, like, talking. He was formulating the thoughts on this. He was like, I was thinking about Yellow and 99 years old. and, 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 you know, if they can fail, that's a reason why you should just go out there and do it. Will he put all his thoughts together in this amazing rant elsewhere? Yellow has ceased operations. What's the lesson here? Take the leap of faith. Go after something you want. A 99-year-old company failed. What do you have to be afraid of? Teddy Roosevelt once said, it is not the critic who counts, not the
2: man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again
1: and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows, in the end, in the triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly?
4: So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls? Who never know victory nor defeat?
2: Our enemies only know defeat while we sleep on the battlefield. they what the f- <laughs>
1: If you're not ready to run through a wall. I don't know what will make you. Hey, joining me up here now is Straightway Zone, Hallie Fazio, event cheerleader, event put on together. Um, <laughs> uh, the, you are like the uh, the sort of like behind the scenes maitre d', right? Yeah. You're like the behind the scenes host.
4: Behind the scenes host, sponsorships, operations, sales. The events team kind of does everything of everything. So. Yeah.
1: Kaylee is like the onstage host that yeah. like leads you like during the show, but she's the one like leading up to the event, behind the event, and navigating what you need to know. Yeah. She's your girl for that. And next to me, you know this gentleman. He had to text locate an ice bucket. And challenge. <laughs> for the second time. Hey, we're out there. We're
5: ready to support. Well, you I, know, think your, I think your ice looks colder than than mine, though, so I don't know about this.
1: Well, I heard that, like. Did you warm up the bucket for me? I heard that even though you, you got you got challenged, your original one, for TV, because you had to do I it did. from a second story. You didn't want to get had knocked to. out by a, a chunk no. of ice, though.
5: Yes. So it was just water. <laughs> yeah, luckily this isn't going to come from as high. No. No, and they they But I was hoping you would warm the bucket up for me, you know. And well, it's TV. It doesn't have to I've, be ice cold. I, listen, right? I filled it. I filled it. <laughs> well, we I can't put a fake it. On. I filled it like an hour ago. Oh yeah, you probably kept it in the fridge the whole freezer the yeah, whole time. Yeah,
1: we've got a cold. Oh, he's, freezer he's talking to the mic. please. Oh, I'm not Love talking the phone.
5: Yes. <laughs> Thank you. We're excited. Let's go for it. No, it's pretty awesome what Brad's done. Yeah. Uh, you know, with his golf tournament, he challenged and kind of get this back going. It's it, it, it's something to have fun with. And also for the right cause, so I'm excited um, I'm here to obviously support and appreciate Brad getting this going again with I th- Biff Raider. I think
1: that they've, they've had a good, like Brad's had a good strategy of, of who he's challenged. Because like yes. when you do this, you always have to think about the challenging. Like, will they make good on this? You don't yes. want to be the, per- it's like be- sending <laughs> chain letters. You don't want to be the person who makes a- it, dies it. on the vine because of you. No,
5: that's why I got challenged with Matt. I was like, I'm in. I'm yeah. ready to go. You can't back down.
1: I know. And we're like, well, this time we can do it on TV, right? Love it. How do you feel about launching events like this? Because this comes back. Some people have been a little bit cynical, but Brad makes an amazing point. I mean, this is something in his family, why he's bringing it back. But another point I have this, too, is that like we can spread other kinds of awareness during this. ALS is great, and there's also yes. 30,000 yellow employees who are looking for work.
5: Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, you can use it for different reasons. I think it's good to get it back going. Some people say, is that back again? But I mean, it's been, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 years. So it's something to bring back into your point. Um, Yeah, that's tough for freight and what's impacting um, all the team
1: members at Yellow right now. Well, I know you and I are both excited about F3 coming out. We're both absolutely man, we're people. We can't wait until, like, we. it's awesome that Chattanooga is, like, the hub for this. It is. Our home place, especially, like, for you. You're so passionate about the Chattanooga area and evangelizing it. You're probably going to be picking up people from the airport in your in your van over there. Absolutely. But now Haley's going to tell us what's going on at F3. What What's <laughs> going to be in store for not just us, but Errol, the listeners out here who are coming out?
4: There is so much in store for this one, guys. I mean, Ryan, you were at the last one. It was great. You know, the weather in Chattanooga around this time, you just can't beat it. So it allows us to be outside of the convention center. You're still getting that great content. You know, we've got already a killer list of keynotes. You know, Chris Voss. I'm very excited for Chris. That's gonna be great. Um, You know, Leland Miller, Alex Epstein. Great keynote speakers, fireside chats. My friend uh, Alan Gershenhorn from UPS. Oh,
1: good. It's UPS
4: man. So, um, and then Freight Tech Awards. Yeah. Um, it's always a hit. And rapid well, we're fire voting demo. on that right
1: now, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and people get testy about it. I get DMs, it's, so make sure is, you get your votes It's a in.
4: hot topic, people.
1: It's a hot and topic. And I have, I have <laughs> nothing to do with the voting. Please don't, like, DM me. Me either. That's not what I heard.
5: That's not what I nothing heard. We have nothing to Send do with DMs. But yeah. still, Send nominate. Pictures, videos. Get
4: involved. So, yeah, but we're doing we're golf. We're doing the aquarium. We've got things going on downtown outside. Great food ryan's probably gonna yeah, help I us kn- with some transportation too absolutely
5: i know i'm a little biased from being here but it was a great event um to your point the weather was fantastic it's not too hot and not too cold uh, perfect time to be in chattanooga if you're not here i know a lot of people uh, that i talked to was like hey i can't miss chattanooga again that they yeah. couldn't make it last year so go ahead and plan for it book it put it on your calendar plan on being here i know it takes an extra hop on the
1: airport to get to chattanooga but i'm we're fixing it's, that. It's We're working it. on that. It's worth it. <laughs> you, you, what I really like about this event too is it segments the um the actual content of the event, the experience of being at the event with the networking. Now I was at an event in Vegas. It was great. It was big, but the thing is, like a lot of these events, they start at seven in the morning and it's just content straight through till six. Then, like, your feet, you know, you've walked 18,000 steps. Your feet are killing you. And then there's, like, some concert at 9 o'clock you're supposed to go to. Mm -hmm. I'm a baby. Half the time I'm back asleep in my hotel room. But here, everything breaks. What, it's like 3.30? Like, the new stuff is all done. And here's the other
4: thing, too, is we really watch our agenda. So you get to see everything. We don't overstack our agenda. So it's not too spread out. It's eyeballs on your product. Everybody's networking at the same time. There's options to do different things. But it's not too spread out. So you're not missing everything, you know? Um, it's and like free
1: tech summer camp a little bit. Yeah,
4: yeah. it's, yeah, it's a, but, it's a festival. It's a festival. And, but it will
5: go late at night if it has to. The tech 30, 3 30. I was a little tired. I was ready for day four. Yes. After the lean conference. Lean always conference, takes us late into
4: the night with oh, the, yeah. the late night networking. And I have to say it, and I want people to see my face when I say this. Have we talked about the music, musical artists? Nice. No. Do you know who's going to come?
1: Are we allowed to? Yeah. Spill the beans. Everybody.
4: David Nail, Electric Avenue, Ti, the Ti rapper nice. Ti from Atlanta A-T-L. will be
5: coming up. T- Atl right
4: college days,
5: yeah, good old days.
4: <laughs> That's
5: gonna be
1: awesome. Great event. I'm so excited. Hey, I have a promo code for all of you too. You may have seen those prices on there, and one of them was like 10.95, but you got to buy four tickets. No, you don't. Not if you're a What the Truck listener. You just got to use code F three W T T. You're gonna get that price for ten ninety five when you go to That's, right. That's You right. can ignore all that garbage on hey, there. Or message me. Or my price. Or my,
4: yeah. price. Yeah. my price. What's your
1: code? You got a better one? I got a better code. You do? Nice. I'm just really. kidding. Mine's
4: eleven. I think it's eleven ninety five.
1: Oh, see, I was trying to push. Well, I won't say what I was trying to push for.
5: Now, what's that code again? <laughs> we're on. We're on. We're on TV. What was the code again? You
1: always have to say it twice. Yes, right? it is F three W T T. Let me just confirm that. Let me look at Bradford <laughs> and Jen's <laughs> what's flag. It? I don't want to give you the wrong one. Here.
4: All right. Here's the deal. Just message me, and I'll give you a code
0: oh, yeah. it's
1: <laughs> just, just talk for a second well and while he finds it. it yeah well i find it it is yes f3wtt sorry it's 1195 f3wtt yeah there you so, go
4: but still great deal on a ticket you know you guys are walking away with a ton of content great experience amazing food too honestly
1: yeah like food
4: chattanooga's great. got great food the convention center great food um i think the biggest complaint that we have from this event last year is that we didn't have bacon at breakfast yeah. That's it?
5: No bacon at breakfast? That's
4: it.
1: That's bacon. the only complaint. I could tank an event, though. you to make sure there's bacon. <laughs>
4: hey, I didn't take this one. Did not tank this Aren't one, Aren't
5: there, baby. like... Conferences that are all just all about bacon or something. I think there are. Yeah,
1: I think there was one like also going on in this. No, that was like the firefighters or something. (laughs) But what? Okay, let me ask you something. A lot of people go. Okay, is it worth it? What's the ROI of going to an event? How do you get the most out of an event like F3, Ryan?
5: Uh, For me, it's obviously uh, the networking opportunities, exploring what you know, other products that what people have, being able to see a lot of people in a short period of time. We all deal with, um, you know, drivers have app fatigue. We also have, you know, I don't know google zoom fatigue a little bit come on out and spend time and you know it's still cool to talk to people face to face and there's a lot of people will be here a lot of things you don't want to miss out so getting in front of those people having those conversations and two the way you guys do it with having you know it's work and it's some fun and the weather and like the mix. I mean, I know the last um, event was right behind our building, right there in the choo- by the choo choo. Yeah, and it was great. Like people were out there. It was casual. We had little fire pit things going or something like yeah. that, and drinks and drink some food. And you could can really uh, connect well, ask questions. To me, it's always a learning opportunity, and I've been in the industry 24 years, and I'm always learning.
1: Well, you've been a great sport, and you're going to get soaked in just a minute, but before we walk over there, (laughs) quick, because I I actually mentioned too many tracking apps, although in this case it was a good one because it was that couple that got hijacked, but in general, TextLocate is awesome for fill-in-the-blank.
5: TextLocate is awesome for communicating with drivers the easiest, simplest way possible. We appeal to the driver's EQ, so make it easy. Um, versus forcing them to download an app or forcing them to use this or that. Uh, Drivers want flexibility. The apps are good products out there in the market, but sometimes some drivers don't always want that. Um, You know, check out TextLocate at textlocate.com. We'd love to show you a demo. We are different, not just tracking visibility. We look at it and say, hey, we're beyond the blue dot. So it's around collaboration, around image capture, making it easy. So the drivers, you open up that um, chain of communication, very simple with them, all via text message.
1: All right, I think it's yeah. I think it's time to transition over to the uh, ice bucket challenge. Did we talk
5: about your hat yet?
1: A- oh, well, yeah, yeah, my hat here. Uh, what
5: is, is is this something different?
1: <laughs> what well, is
4: that? How, so, how did you see that?
1: Yeah. Mother, no, so there was like a, about I want to say like fall of last year, there was a baseball player who wore one of these and it went viral. Like everyone yeah. saw the big oh, hat. Oh yeah. So um, it's funny. So I went to my wife. She's like, what do you what do you want from like um, my mom, like my mother in law for Christmas? And I was like, I want this like big hat. Because they're like $80, It's like a yeah. good Christmas gift yeah. price, not buy for yourself price. <laughs> well, and it's a big box to unwrap. It is, it is. But, but then it came, and they sent it to her house first, and she almost mailed it back. And she's like, the company screwed up. They sent this big <laughs> stupid hat instead of the, like a normal size hat. I don't know what they were thinking. I'm like, no, that, like, that's the, that's the point.
5: Yeah, so are you going to be wearing it at F3 is the question.
1: I think so. I think a little so. bit. It's hard to travel with, so I've had it for a while now. But You like, need a hat box to travel Exactly. With it. Yeah. I have one for my, um, my cowboy hat. Yeah, you need now one this. for the big hat. Yeah. I do. All right. Love All that it. tape. We're gonna go over to the uh, the ice bucket arena. Oh gosh.
5: Basically, just, you know what to do. What, what do, I do I do? Just stand there and yeah. freeze? Of course. Well, you know, <laughs> hey, this is the
1: ice bucket challenge. We're doing it to bring awareness to X. I dump you, and then you challenge somebody. Okay.
5: Tell me when to go. Are we oh man, this is going to be cold, I mean. It's going to be cold, it's going to be cold. cold.
4: Yeah, let them know the other day I was it.
5: outside and it didn't have ice in it. Okay. It's going to be a different level. Let them be know gentle, be gentle. Let them know what you're doing this for. Okay, we ready to go? Yeah. Oh, we're on? We're okay, on. Okay, so we're doing the ice bucket challenge for ALS. Uh, thanks to Brad Perling originally starting this at Bitfreighter. Most recently I was challenged by Matt McClellan. So do I do, do I challenge after the water or before? After. Okay? Oh, I can't tell you how cold that is. It's a whole different level. There's plenty of ice in here, but my challenge, if you're at Frey Waves and you're in Chattanooga, I had to challenge my friend Craig Fuller. So Craig, yes. get back on stage. Let's get that hair wet and come on. <laughs> Craig and Fuller on Don't back clock. down now. Come on, Craig.
1: Craigs Let's on the clock. It. Let's see it. Good, you're you're awesome. Thank you so Thank much. You. Here. I'll give you all cuz you oh, got yeah. that There you and go. And now we got to bring one more person on oh, here. I told challenge. you. This thing was scaling. Now we got our own Bailey bloxia. You got oh to This in is here. Horrible.
4: All right. Let's get this over with. All right, ALS ice bucket challenge. Oh, go 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 go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. You know what? Dude, it's on, but I'm challenging Kevin Nolan. Not himself, NTG, be here at Freight Waves. I want to see Kevin Dolan do this.
1: Monday. Monday. Oh we'll God. see you here, Kevin. I Haley, give me a hug. Give me a hug. You, hug. you can give me a wet. You. <laughs> thank you so much. Hey, thank you all for tuning in to What the Truck. You can find oh. this show wherever you get your podcasts. Find me, at Timothy the Dooner. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. Find What the Truck at FW What the Truck. Hey, go help a yellow employee today. Go help out ALS. Thank you all for doing the Ice Bucket Challenge. Take care. Don't be a stranger. See-